in this episode. Saturday night, as soon as we were done, I was ready to start editing. That was like one of the windows that I had. And then yeah. another window was like the next morning. I, I was like, well, I'll, I guess I'll get started now then. Uh, so I wasn't even able to have it up Sunday night. But I mean, it's up now. But uh, and and by the time people <laughs> listen, to, by the time <laughs> it wasn't pretty. You couldn't you couldn't get it up on Sunday night, but it's up right now. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, Chad. That's because I think the topic. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> You're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, episode 34, Serial Killers and Empathy. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeremiah Bannister. And I am Chad Lutsky. And you're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, part of the Project Entertainment Network. We've got an amazing show today, Chad. It's going to be tons of fun, bro. You know, we said you said we had an amazing show last week. It was. And I got to be honest. It was it bad? <laughs> yeah. Was it was it bad? I think it's I think so. Wait, wait, what was the topic? I picked it, dude, didn't I? Yeah. It, it was advanced technology. Uh in, in pitting yeah. pitting pitting things against each other, a, a cell phone versus a phone and I see I uh, thought you I thought you'd do better, Chad. You thought I'd do better. <laughs> I thought, I thought you'd do better. I thought, well, dude, you're you're old enough. I figured you, you know, you knew that technology, man. I thought that at one time that was the fancy tech for you, dude, and that you were like, but then when you you let the cat out of the bag when you were talking about Atari or something, you said like you weren't all into Atari, and I'm like, dude, this is the wrong topic. I'm like, what did I do, man? I can't believe we did this. <laughs> That's why I said I need I need Mary's stuff, man. Mary's topic selection. Here's the thing, man. Um, I was never that much into technology uh, until the last maybe 20 years. You know, like I spent my childhood. Yeah, I watched TV, but I built a lot of forts and I rode a lot of bikes. And I was always outside and playing and sports. I played a lot of sports uh, on golf leagues, uh on bowling teams. I played baseball for six years. I played tennis. So What's your best score in bowling, bro? Uh only like two twenty, I think. Two twenty yeah, something. Yeah. I've 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 um, had it somewhere around there. I've been over two hundred, but not very yeah. often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um it, it's been a while and I but yeah, I used to uh bowl all the time and um and I haven't golfed in a long time either. But uh I can imagine you bowling, bro, with a bowling <clears> shirt. I can imagine you golfing, dude, in your golf outfit. Heck yeah. You know, well, looking all dapper golf. and stuff, dude. Yeah, I can imagine. I didn't, I didn't do that. And I didn't have a bowling shirt. I just wore my, you what? know, whatever. But. What? You would it's, now. You're oh, too stylish, dude, now. now. Yeah, yeah, right now you would. Back in yeah. the day, dude. You were I the kid like who didn't play Atari. Golfing. What's wrong with you? But the thing is, you know, and then when, when I had an Atari, you know, in the late 70s, I got an Atari. And the games just weren't addicting. You know, mm -hmm. they, they weren't addictive at all. And and then by the time I was, you know, 15, I was falling in love. And between 15 and 21, I spent with a girl in a band and on my skateboard. So yeah. I didn't have really yeah. have anything to do with much TV, much, video games, any of that stuff, man. I was just out living life. So, and I should say past 21, probably more closer to 24, 25, 26 um, I, I was, yeah, just uh, messing around with bands and skateboarding and 
uh, my guitar and stuff. So I, I uh, some of that technology stuff, it was like, yeah, I remember it, but I don't care. I like Sucks, the, dude. Uh, yeah, I, the like I said, man, I just kind of figured, I kind of figured, and I thought it'd be fun because, you know, a lot of the stuff, we talk about like typewriters and VHS and audio things, things to do with audio, things that, you know, things that require editing, mm-hmm. um, even, even smartphones, you know, that that's a big one. And so, I mean, right there is four out of what? I think we only did really nine. Yeah. I guess it was just, it was out of my wheelhouse. So when I edited that, edited that episode, it was like, yeah, this is lame. <laughs> I could just you, see it in my face. Look, man, that's when you've got, you know, you got, man, <laughs> I wish you would have told me because I would have said, look, that's when you got to pizzazz it up, Chad. You got to put in the, but don't you got to put in the noises, dude. The blah, blah, blah. You got to do that and do the, the cut shots, anything to distract people from the bad content. Well, we were, we were <laughs> yeah. running late as it was in editing and I was, yeah. I was really behind with it. And I, I, I signed up for editing that one. So you learned something, dude, you learned something big other than that. I can yeah. pick some terrible topics. You also learned <laughs> that, uh, that that youtube sucks dude yeah. when you do a live show and you're streaming from a platform like like Streamyard, like we do and it goes to youtube it might take like a day to mm-hmm. process that where you can't you can't download it to edit you can't anything yeah. and i i that's why i used to when i was doing live shows all the time i'd i'd pull it from anywhere else because anywhere else facebook right away boom soon as it's up man you can download it perfectly fine youtube yeah. Yeah, good luck, huh? Yeah, because <laughs> Saturday night, as soon as we were done, I was ready to start editing. That was like one of the windows that I had. And then yeah. another window was like the next morning. I, I was like, well, I'll, I guess I'll get started now then. Uh, so I wasn't even able to have it up Sunday night. But I mean, it's up now. But uh, and and by the time people <laughs> listen, by the time <laughs> it wasn't pretty. You couldn't you couldn't though. get it up on Sunday night, but it's up right now. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, Chad. That's because I everybody think the topic, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this one's a good one, and he can say that because he's picking it, and he picks really good topics. And see, this is like a luck of the draw, man. It's one of those things where we we decided we're like, well, you know, you pick a topic, but don't tell me. And if I would have told you, you want to know, I'll tell you real quick. I'll just say it because we can still talk, maybe talk about it another time, maybe. But the topic I was going to do was was on medieval torture devices. It, w- it was either medieval torture devices or it was, um, uh, what was it? Oh, really, really gross uh, things that, that people used to do and in some places around the world still do to take care of wounds and things like maggots and wounds and leeches on the face and stuff. So, I mean, there was like a whole bunch of eating poop, (laughs) (laughs) that kind of thing, you know, they, it's hard Mm. to say if they'd work or not because they sound really good on paper, but yeah, they prompt a discussion. I don't know. Yeah. A a lot of back and forth with something like that. Or is it just like, Ooh, check out this uh, torture device. Yeah, and it's like well, oh, that's, that's what. Gross. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm like, so I, I suck at this, man. Yeah, you no, you, you, you sabotage me, dude. You you've set me up. You picked a couple cool ones. You you kind of started the whole with thing food. with lists and stuff, like with the well, there was the food, food one that was a blast and movies and, and yeah. the movies and the in the Rolling Stone debacle. With the yeah, okay, horrible yeah. lists. Okay, so all right, so I've had one bad one. We yeah. we were bound to, we yeah. were bound to have a bad one, and it and I, it's okay, it's me. 
Yeah. It's better. I, I sometimes I'm okay to be under that bus. <laughs> I'm okay, Chad. Yeah. So um, real quick, yeah. if you're listening to this, Slow Burn at Riverside is out. Um, I would love for you to read it. That is all. All right. My new yes. book. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So tonight, dude, I thought we would talk, and I don't know how much interest you have in this, if at all. I don't know if um, you know anything about this kind of thing. I'm sure you would know at least generally a um, bit of it. I know you're not obsessed with it, but I thought we could talk about serial killer culture mm-hmm. and serial killers, yeah. which includes people obsessed, particularly women, um, and just the the psychological mindset of someone who has such a lack of empathy that they can yeah. do this over and over and over again with no, you know, we, we talked about a, a while ago, we talked about um, if someone broke into my house and it's like, I, you know, how, how hesitant I would be to blow their head off if I was a gun owner. Right? Yeah. 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 You would be hesitant. I'd be like, well, I don't know. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm faulting and on the side of safety, man. If, if it happened, even if it was, I, it was in my right to do so. I would really struggle with the fact that I took someone's life. And so it's, uh, and, and I, I think because most of us feel like that, I think that that's why serial killers are so um, interesting, such an interesting topic to learn about or to read about or watch a movie about or biopic or, or, or documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, or listen because- to a song. Sufjan Stevens, John Wayne Gacy, dude, is one of my favorites. I'm serious about that. Like I, I, oh, yeah, my, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's an amazing song. song. It's That's terrible. It's yes, yes. <laughs> insane. Very controversial. You, 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 to say the least, man. And, but then you have uh, the women um, who are, and I'm not talking about the chicks who like collect serial killer. Um, like the mansion chicks. Well, the mansion chicks were, they're, they're, he had like were a cult followers. following though, man. Well, and like the, what was his name? Bundy. He had he had a cult following before he went. To well, prison. yeah, they had the cult. Yeah. I mean, they were all strung out on LSD and stuff. You know, are you he, talking like that dude from um, Mandy, the guy from Mandy, dude? He's got you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like someone's in prison, and because okay. they are in prison for killing people, the women are attracted to it and start sending them nudes and uh yeah. pornographic letters and just all this fan mail and it, it, it show up in court if you watch like the 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 documentary on Ted Bundy who was a handsome guy yeah very yeah. charismatic you see the courtroom hearings and there's like hot chicks there yeah who, who are not relatives they're not there for any legal reason or anything they're there because he's there and same with Richard Ramirez i just watched a documentary on on him the night stalker and uh, hot chicks there, man. And they sent him loads of nudes when he was in there. And he was. It's dude, a tactic, Chad. It's a what? It's a tactic. You know, I mean, some people go on Tinder. Some people go on a killing spree. Just different strokes, different folks. <laughs> they're like, they're like, look, I wanted nudes. I wanted the lady. You get some conjugals one day. <laughs> Years down the road. Yeah. So you can get a uh, quickie in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what? What is is there? Have you ever read a serial killer book? No. 
No. Okay. No. What, I've watched documentaries the... though, and I've watched uh, not just documentaries, but like um, movies inspired by their stories, like that are like mm-hmm. like Gacy, for example, or Dahmer. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the one where he's younger. What, what was that one called? I was friends with Dahmer or something like that. I, I don't know. Oh, my friend Dahmer. My friend Dahmer. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that. That was pretty cool. So I enjoy I enjoy watching movies about that, but I've never read a book about that unless you know you want to include Adolf Hitler. You know, um, and I went so far. I'm serious, man. I went so far as to read Mein Kampf. Like I wanted to understand like what was mm-hmm. the mindset of somebody that led them. Yeah. What was the train of thought and the experiences in their life that would lead them to a place where they would do things that were so horrific? Right. And so, yeah. So, but that's I've, beyond that. No. Is there a serial killer that you feel like you, I like, you know, a lot about them and what they did? Um, no, but Gacy, I would say, well, I mean, it's kind of weird because, um, Dahmer, like I was, I was alive and old enough to know, I mean, we watched it on the news. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I followed that like crazy. Um, and, and Gacy, you know, I had watched a number of things about him. I I read the book, uh, that Jeffrey Dahmer's dad wrote, even like Richard, the Richard Ramirez thing, that thing was going on in 85 and I don't really remember it. Like people were. Yeah, do do was was you know, but he was breaking into people's houses while they slept, killing, raping these chicks and stuff, and even um, grabbing kids out of the of the bed and and um, taking them off and and messing with them and then letting them go. And there was like, I don't know if he ever got tried for any of the kids other than one, I think, but there were several kids around that same time that they were trying to find the serial killer and who were being literally stolen out of their beds with their parents home and everything, eight years old, you know, and just show up missing. And then they, they'll show back up the next, next couple of days. I think he only actually killed one little girl, but the rest of these kids. Yeah. And he had no, he didn't seem to have any kind of preference. Um, you know, some of these people were, were old ladies. Some mm-hmm. of them were, were young and, and attractive. Uh, some were really young. Which so, had to be difficult to find. I mean, if you're somebody like that and there's not a pattern, I mean, you, you know, because that's what you're looking for. Yeah. You're looking for patterns, anything that yeah. can help you to stop the next one. But if you're somebody who's like, well, I just, <laughs> I walked by the house and you know, I figured, well, mm-hmm. why not break in and kill somebody today? Right. Like, but I don't that's going to be, I, I can't even imagine it. I don't remember like that feeling of, oh man, there's a serial killer on the loose. But I do remember when, I can't remember his name. But that that show Mindhunters covered it. The guy that was killing all the black kids in um, Georgia, I remember, and that that happened a long. I was really young. I remember when that was happening, because more and more black kids were uh, turning up missing or murdered. And they couldn't find that guy. And then I I remember, other than that, the only time I remember, usually we find out about the serial killer after they're caught. You know, like dumb. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like you, you don't even know that there's a serial killer until they're busted, and it's like, wow, they killed. Yeah, they don't want people. panic, you know. Not only that, but I don't even know that, you know, if somebody's missing, they're just missing, you yeah. know. Yeah. Especially if they're in your freezer, you know, when there's no bodies to report yeah. of, yeah, you don't know true. there's a serial killer. Yeah. So when De- they didn't know that there was until Dahmer was caught. Um, and so I remember that, but the only time I can remember not being fearful, but being really, really aware 
and um, wondering and, and giving some thought into, wow, this could happen near us or whatever was the DC sniper. And when people in surrounding states of DC were just randomly right. getting shot, pumping gas, carrying groceries. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was kind of trippy because it was not like in one area. I mean, overall generally in yeah. the u.s it was but it was in you know what three or four different states that they were going around and doing that and that's the only time i remember wasn't he shooting out of the trunk yeah well yeah it's a crazy ordeal dude we were actually just talking and i i i it's funny you are bringing up this topic because we were talking yesterday with my kids and um i was i was talking and then we we're talking about tragedy and I was saying that I really love tragedy. In fact, it's it's my favorite thing to read. And, you know, I, I like the Greek stuff. I've said that before, in part because um, at least the earlier Greek stuff, that it doesn't end with like anything rosy. You know, there's no, you know, uh, there there's no moral lesson at the end that's like, and here are the bad examples and why you should never do X, Y, or Z. <laughs> like there, yeah. that doesn't happen until later. I mean, once you get into like, uh, you know, after certain people in Greece, and then of course all the way up through Europe and stuff, you get it. And I said most tragedies now, when we watch them, even though it ends with like a hero dead or something bad, most of the time there's some kind of relief or or not even relief. But almost like a silver lining, like it's going to be OK. You, you've learned the lesson. You're not going to be this scumbag here. And that's just the way that is. And there's normally somebody still alive who in some way is going to benefit from like e even even um, a, a great one that would have been an amazing tragedy and ended up being not. It, it still is a little bit, but is Paddleton. Paddleton, if, if it would ended just dead <laughs> and that's yeah. it but it ended with the, like the hope of a, of a young yeah. friend and stuff and things and so but i said there's two movies man that don't have that um that, that just the it's the end it is over it is terrible and it's over requiem for a dream and seven and i said seven is maybe one of the most brilliant movies in my opinion um because of the way it plays itself out. And in this conversation here, it happens to be a serial killer in yeah. seven. And I, so I was talking about how many times I'd seen it, uh, what I think of it as a film, like in all of the films that I've watched, like what's my opinion of that one and Requiem. Um, but in Requiem, you're not dealing with serial killers, you know, but seven. Yeah. That's an, that's another level. <laughs> like yeah. you are, you're dealing with the serial killer. All right. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Netflix just did a really um, well done documentary. It's like a four part thing. Deck um, Netflix, I'll tell you what, man. Netflix, their documentaries are amazing. I don't know if you've seen any of the ones they've put out in the last two or three years. No, but they're freaking awesome. I know you've heard of some some of them. Like uh, what was that one that's so popular about the dude with the mullet? Tiger um, King. Yeah. 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 I've never seen anything in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really, um, it's, it's seriously like watching a drama or a reality TV show, but it's not. And it's amazing how so much drama was involved in this yet. You've never heard about it. 
it's like, well, how did I not hear about this? Is all the, all of this? This is all this stuff is so freaking crazy. How did I never hear of all this stuff? Another one they did that was really good was called, uh, well, they did a Henry Lee Lucas one that was really good called The Confession Killer. I thought I knew about Henry Lee Lucas, but what's I, I already knew uh, pretty much everything I needed to know about him, but it's what the cops did. Um, and you know, for the, like the first two episodes are just like, um, you're learning about Henry Lee Lucas and what he did and everything. And then everything after that takes a whole twist that I had no idea was going on. It was freaking crazy. It's phenomenal. And another one, um, is called, I think it's called taken in plain sight. Have you seen that one? To be really honest, man, I haven't seen anything on Netflix since that freaking Pato crap cutie movie oh yeah i'm like now but in there's stuff on there dude that is good i mean i'm look i know it's true the taken taken in plain sight one is about a um it's not a serial killer thing it's about this this little girl who um well her family befriended this dude it's been a couple years since i've seen it so i don't remember all of the details so i'm heavily kind of paraphrasing or whatever um giving a, a general summarization of of the the thing but this um, girl's family befriends this dude who just warms himself into everyone's heart in this family and starts like doing stuff like, um, like he's clearly molesting their daughter, but he's put these blinders on there. I mean, he's like, Hey, I'm really struggling with, you know, he got like, he does like grooming, like you've never seen with the, not just the girl, the entire family. And so um, one day he just like ups and takes off with her and like kidnaps her or whatever, but then um, uh, comes back. So he makes good with the family and he's like, oh, I did that because of this and whatever. And so they, they're, they're cool with him. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, wow. And she's like, yeah, nothing ever happened. Um, Cause he's like, taking her out and they're like doing stuff together. But then um, the reason why it's so crazy is because this family just sees no red flags and doesn't want to see anything. This guy ends up sleeping with the mom and having an affair with the, with the mom. And he's so good at his charismatic thing or whatever, or the, or this couple is just so stupid that even in the car one day, he likes pouring his heart out to these two guys are buddy, buddy you know, getting close and everything. And he gives him a freaking hand job in the car. So he's, I don't he's know if having... he's good at it. But, you know, <laughs> like, like, you're like, he's really good at playing this. And it's like, well, I, you know, I, it is an intimate moment. And, you know, you have to get there somehow. And so, so he's obviously magic man with those hands. But so, he, oh, geez. wow. So, he, so he's <laughs> like, he, uh, and then he gets the, the parents to let him like, not only stay the night at their house, but like he's going through, I can't remember if it was depression or something. And what's helping is because he's so close to the daughter. So if I could just, and she's like eight or nine. So yeah. if I can, you know, sleep in bed with her, it helps. <laughs> what? And they're, and they're like, yeah, okay. And so she ends up missing again one day and they've taken off. They're going to get, and she's in love with him. And he's, He's got this little recorder. This is this. I think this is in the seventies. He's got this little recorder that he's recorded uh, voices on here that sound 
that are like that he'll play while she's sleeping um, that will have messages on there saying, uh, telling the little girl that she needs to be with this guy and that. Yeah, wow, but, dude. And all, all of this stuff, like, you're going to die. <laughs> you, dude, it's freaking whacked out. Wow. You have, you have to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to get on that quick. Dude, you know, <laughs> yeah. it will blow your oh, mind. It will blow my mind. <laughs> and then the oh. other one, real quick, is called, have you heard of, and you probably haven't seen it, have you heard of one called Don't F with Cats? Dude, you... I've heard you mention it multiple times because you say it's yeah. a really good one, but yeah. I've never, I've never seen it. No. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because some, uh, somebody posts a picture or a post a little video of them um, killing some cats, some kittens. By uh, I, I think that he uh, stuck them in a bag or something, and then sucked the oxygen out of the like basically like shrink wrap the the cats or whatever using a vacuum cleaner. And then, and then he, a little ways down the road, he posts another one of him killing cats, and so this community on this uh, message board come together, and they're trying to find clues by things that are in the film, and they've become like this little vigilante force. We're talking like, yeah, dude, single moms and total vengeance, bro. Yeah, I'm a cat guy, dude. Yeah, well, regardless if it's a. Whatever it is, you know, I mean, it's and then it gets, uh, you know, and then he starts, he starts escalating. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, w- I, w- I would definitely be against killing anything else, but I would not be like part of the party of people with torches. But yeah. cats, I would be part of the party with torches, dude. Yeah. Like pitchforks and everything, dude, going to find this guy. Yeah. So, he posts like three or four videos like that over the course of a year or two. And then he moves on, dude to people and he's freaking posting this stuff and it's crazy it's true how how they try oh it's totally true yeah it's but this is the kind of thing it's like how did all of this go on and i didn't even it just went right i'm not yeah i didn't didn't, yeah you can only deal with so much though right there's like empathy overload you know where where we we have empathy in a way that these serial killers do not but in knowing as many terrible things as we know, especially in modern times, mm-hmm. it, it, it can be overwhelming. And people have this kind of empathy overload where they'll see something really terrible and it's just another thing. It's like, man, that sucks. And then they'll just like scroll past it because you see so much of it. Yeah. And you can only deal with so much. I've, you know, I've seen people that are just shook um, yeah. seeing certain things and, you know, um, and then they get to the point where they're like, I just can't anymore. I just can't. Yeah. And I'm, that's serious, but you know, I, I'm guilty of, you know, when I was, uh, in my teens, I saw all those like faces of death movies and stuff. And back when really? I could handle that kind of stuff and it just, didn't wasn't that real me. death dude? Um, in the, in the, well, the first the movie stuff, dude, like the, old school. Yeah. They were like basically snuff films, but the very first faces of death, was a lot of staged stuff that wasn't real, it, but nobody knew that for for years to come. But the the but they had other you know some stuff in there that was real. Um, and then Faces of Death. I don't know how many movies they have out, but yeah, there there's definitely in the further ones. Yeah, it's real deaths. You know, uh, even animal stuff, and then people dying and and things like that. 
The only but, kind of death I've ever seen like that, dude, is the World Trade Center guy. The guy, the yeah. falling man, or whatever that guy's called. And then uh, another one, a tsunami, a massive one a couple years mm-hmm. ago. I mean, just it was complete carnage. And there's a dude on the beach just chilling with <laughs> eating an ice cream cone or something, dude, and just sitting there. Blah, 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 and everybody's running, booking. And homeboy's just sitting there staring. And next thing you know, I mean, it's just like, oh, he's dead. That's not, he's not alive anymore. That's over yeah. for him. Um, yeah. And so, you know, but I've never, I've never, <laughs> but you're also a horror writer. You're, you're the guy that likes, you know, the sawed off legs and stuff. It's fake, right? That stuff. Yeah. But I don't, yeah. yeah. Let me, re, yeah. When yeah. I was between the ages of like 17 and, um, you know, I, well, when I was 16, you know, I had that real traumatic thing happen to me. Yeah. And I saw, something absolutely horrifying yeah. that, that most people don't see. And it's weird because it kind of had a delayed reaction on me. I mean, I, I, my, my life, I felt like at the time was just over, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but over the next couple of years, I had kind of like this, um, you would uh, like, I didn't have a reaction to it. Like I would later. Like, mm. so like even now when I'm watching a movie, there are a couple of things <clears throat> that triggered that night that I can't, I mean, not triggered to the point where I'm like in fetal position crying, but they kind of put me in a dark headspace and I don't like to see it. Yeah. Um, and so if it comes on a movie, um, then I will usually turn my head or something like that. If I know it's coming, sometimes you don't know it's coming and then I see it. But what's weird is the reason why I bring that up is because even the next couple of years after that happened, I could handle um, death and, and watch those faces of death while I'm sitting there eating, you know, cheeseburgers and stuff. And it just didn't phase me. But as I got older into my 20s, um, then I started to become really kind of weak to that or, or like I, I didn't have a I couldn't handle that. And then when the Internet came out, I remember somebody turned me onto a couple websites, you know, there's a ton of websites out there that if you want to see something that'll ruin your day, um, you know, you can watch somebody kill themselves in any way you can think of because it's all on video. It's yeah. really, you know, or you can look at pictures of crime scene photos and stuff. And they had websites dedicated to this kind of stuff. Yeah. And because of that morbid, morbid curiosity, I have spent not, not in a couple decades, but when the internet was fairly new, I have spent some late nights going through, you know, videos or, or, um, pictures and stuff. And it's in, so when you said that people have seen stuff that they, that kind of wrecks them, that it would always, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I learned that sometimes you, when you think you've seen it all and then you see something that you never could really imagine. And then there it is. You yeah. really wish that you never would have seen that. Yeah. And so I stay away from anything to do with real life stuff. I don't like, any of that stuff. I don't like, uh, with the exception of like, um, serial killer documentaries, if they show crime scene photos or something, that's for some reason I'm desensitized to it. And they're usually not that graphic or, or I have a hard time. Um, uh, you know, I'm kind of, I can separate myself from that. I don't have anything like that. I've seen even the one time, even the one time where I've been the closest to other than my daughter. Right. And that's just something, but I can still watch movies like um, uh, Paddleton and stuff. Paddleton, yeah. but it shakes me, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, big time. Um, but I deal with it, right? Because it's my life. 
But the closest thing that I've ever had to that was when I worked at Studio One do with your wife, Mary. Yeah. And that was so messed up, man, because I had this thing where I had what I what I think is my first panic attack I ever had. Mm-hmm. And I was so freaked out. I didn't know what was going on, like why I was feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And I went out and I went to the bathroom and washed my face off and telling myself I'm going to be okay. And looking in the mirror, I'm like, Jeremiah, dude, are you, you know, and I go back in this, this warehouse building. There's not, there's not a bunch of me, 15 people at the most that work in there and everybody's gone, dude. Nobody's there. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, was it the rapture? <laughs> like, I mean, this is like early stuff. I was like maybe 19 years old. Yeah, I wasn't very old. And I, I'm thinking, like, oh my gosh, I didn't know what happened. And somebody comes running out from the back, and they're like, Jeremiah, you got to get back here right now. There's a guy who's dead. It was sad because most of the people who worked there did not know that guy's name. Mm-hmm. And when I get back there, everyone's standing around, and we're looking down at this guy. And the owner goes up very valiantly trying to help him. Yeah. Now, this guy was quite obviously gone. Like, you could mm-hmm. tell he was, he, this guy's gone. Well, he does mouth to mouth, and they push, and your lungs fill up with a fluid, and it all came out and into the mouth and all over. And it was so, we all, they sent us home. They were mm-hmm. like, you got everybody go home. Uh, I don't think I even went back for like two days. I was real messed up by it. But I've never had since then. I've never watched anything that made me feel that way. Because yeah. you weren't, uh, you didn't know the guy, maybe. But yeah, I remember yeah. that happening mm-hmm. just because my uh, uh, my wife found it was the one who found him. See, I I don't I don't I don't remember that. I'm sure that yeah. I was told she walked yeah. in there, yeah. and uh, I think she knew she knew his name. But yeah, he just got in. done he eating. Was like, he was more like a maintenance dude type of. Yeah, he was in the back, you know. Yeah, he went to lunch, I guess. He went up to, I think, yeah. an Italian food place up the road and then came back and, you know, died. Yeah. And so, yeah, not many not many people knew him. Mary, yeah. she she would be someone who would go back there. And so, yeah, she would. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had no reason to, you know, like my job was different. And so, but that's the closest thing. So I've never yeah. had anything beyond, and again, my daughter. And if people want to see how... Those stories affect me. Episode number two. <laughs> Go back and listen. It's a very emotional episode. It is a lot different than any other episode we've done. Because um, it's a very personal and very emotional one. Um, and so you you can see that it affects me. Um, but at the same time, you know, because it, because of the nature of what it was and how it happened and all that... Um, you 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 just keep living and you got to yeah. do yeah it's a weird funky thing actually i think that um because of what i've been through it has prepared me somehow to uh like it comes out in my writing for sure mm-hmm. and this the topics that i choose and the fact that i choose to write real life horror situations rather mm-hmm. than make believe like you know, zombies and stuff Rather than that, yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, but it, I, I, it's allowed me to, like, I have a, I, you know, I don't, I'm sure I've brought it up on the show before. I'm not, maybe not, but the biggest bone in my body is empathy because it, to a fault, because it can really, um, affect me. If I, I, if I hear about something that somebody is going through and I don't even know the person, 
maybe it's a friend of a friend that, that retweeted something or whatever and or, or or shared something on facebook or it's a newspaper article that i read or something sometimes some things hit me and i just put myself in the person's shoes so much that it really affects me for a long time and it hasn't done it really in for a while but there has been you know like i somewhere here in michigan some man uh rode over his granddaughter with a lawnmower on accident mm. and um freak accidents are are i hate them absolutely mm. hate them um because they're just out of nowhere and it's such a traumatic experience and because i've been through something like that before i really sympathize with the people that are that not only the people that are going through it that that know the people but the people who are there you know that that, mm-hmm. that may have witnessed something and I, all i kept thinking about is this poor dude and what he must be going through and and the whole family and cuz obviously it was you know it was an accident i don't know how it happened you know you know but when i hear something like that dude that affected me for weeks and I just think about it so much and it, it brings me down. I mean, I'm not like weeping and crying, but it affects my mood. And so whenever I hear about something like that or like, uh, you know, a teenager killing themselves or something, dude, I could just like, because I've been to that point, we all have where, you know, like whether it be through a breakup or, or something like that, you know, when you're a teen, you don't realize that you're going to live through this, that you're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. And when you're a teen, you don't have, this is your first big life experience. And I guess I'm specifically talking about like a breakup, that first breakup when you're first falling in love and then it mm-hmm. ends, which uh, unfortunately most of us go through at least once. I went through it a, a, a handful of times before I end up getting married. But um, the first time it felt like, uh, yeah, it felt like just everything was over. So when it happened again, it felt like everything was over, but I had the experience of snapping back from it, um, even though it took a, a bit. And for someone to not allow that time and just end it without the yeah. foreknowledge of yeah, knowing yeah. that you're going to look back at this as, you know, maybe not laughing at, at this bad memory, but you're going to look back and go, wow, I was in a really dark place, but I, I'm I'm nowhere near that anymore. And I got through it. Yeah. And that's the so, only yeah. I don't know and I don't know the reasons for this. But I don't I'm not like I'm I'm empathetic in that I can relate to what people are going through and a lot of people reach out to me um for help for advice because I've been through crazy crap and because it's like a spectrum so if you've been <laughs> way out over here and not just not just with my daughter man but like my brother that was a crazy accident goes to get his haircut yeah. You know, six years old, never comes back the same. He's He's got a close head injury. Um, he's like a six-year-old, you know, and a 38-year-old body and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's just one of those things. And uh, I've known people, dude, with weird, with weird accidents like that, man, where, you know, um, I was just thinking of one actually. Oh, I, it, the my insurance guy comes over night nights of Columbus, you know, and so I'm I night for life, you know, kind of thing. So he comes over to the house and he's talking to me and I asked how he was doing and he was just very forthright about it and said, you know, well, I'm, I've been kind of down. He said, my brother died 
And I said, really? I said, what happened? He said, well, he was, he uh, choked on a buffalo wing. He died. He choked on a chicken wing. And I thought, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. And it was so hard to hear because I'm like, you know, it's one thing to say, you die of cancer, you know, you got some crazy illness, you're 90 years old, or you have a heart attack, or somebody says, hey, I'm really sorry, how'd your husband die? Well, he was eating chicken wings, and he Mm -hmm. choked on it. And I'm like, that to me is a freak thing. That's like, it's obviously not on purpose, he's having a great time. Yeah, you know, where where people are enjoying themselves, they're having a great time. Um, And I, you know, we block it out whenever we get in a car. We block out the idea that any car around us can be the crazy maniac that's going to blow through something and hit us and we're dead. I kind of I kind of struggle in that way where um, and I think it's a guarding of myself that I don't I don't um, if I feel like I'm really empathizing with somebody and I'm finding myself like just broken for them, I oftentimes will recoil and retreat like where I'm like, I got to get out of here. Because it 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 freaks me out. Like a, a friend of mine, and this is a more obvious one, but a friend of mine in England, her son had the same kind of cancer that my daughter had. He lived longer, um, you know, and uh, he lived closer to the average amount of time. My daughter died faster. I remember, you know, things seemed to be going well. And then, you know, you start seeing all these things about in the posts about how he's getting really tired and he's weak. He doesn't want to get up anymore. And. His eyes are starting to not do well and it's going down and stuff to this sun, sunset eyes stuff. And I remember just being so heartbroken and I shared something like, hey, this is a really cool kid. Uh, you know, support him and support his family. They're a really cool family. Um, his name's Reese. It was t- Team Reese over in England. And um, but it was so emotional. I remember I went upstairs. I'm just crying and I'm like, I got to back away, you know. And um, but when it comes to heartbreak. That's where I can, that's where I'm pretty empathetic. Like I actually just did a video where I read a poem that I was going through all my stuff, organizing my poetry for publication and I'm going through and I read, I'm, I'm reading, I won. that's the year that I won the award and stuff. So I'm going through and looking at my stuff and I'm realizing it's not actually nearly as good as I thought at the time. Like, I'm like, it's, I'm way better now. But I was reading other people's too. And I read one of this girl named Amy. And dude, it just hit me, man. Like, and it's it's not, I think it's just so raw and it's just so honest and it's so succinct. It's not super flowery, but it's got good symbolism. You know, um, it's more modern. It's not, you know, in any kind of uh, iambic verse. It's like, it's a more modern poem, but it was so, it was so powerful. I actually read it. And at the end, I said, you know, I, I really I, I have to assume that she's no longer believing that love is a game. She'll never start. Right. Because that's how it ends, mm-hmm. that she's got a broken heart and she's devastated. And it's devastating. dude. You can tell that she really was broken, probably first love person. I mean, I, I you know, I don't know all the background to it, but it's so it's so powerful uh, that you're just like, oh, OK, this is deep. Um, that kind of a thing and a sense of hopelessness. I can relate with that. I empathize with that. Um, but when it comes with, you know, uh, certain things, you know, I find myself retreating 
And for even for survival sake, you know, for my own survival sake, saying, dude, I got a lot on my plate too. And this is, I hate saying that, but I can't, I can't be there for that. I, dude, and it feels terrible because I'm not even there for Make a Wish, Michigan. I'm not there. And Make a Wish, Michigan is a meaningful place for me. It's a meaningful organization. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. They do amazing things. You know, hospice, different hospice groups. I have just been completely AWOL. And I know. It's not because I have any issue with them. It's because I have to survive too. And I don't survive very good when, when I'm in that state. And so maybe I am, maybe it's not that I don't empathize. Maybe it's that it's dramatic empathy and I can't, it's so overwhelming. I just, I, I'm like, look, I can't function. I got a bunch of kids, man. I got a two year old. I got, I got a freaking five-month-old kid that's 18 pounds dude <laughs> this kid's a, a horse well not no not a horse <laughs> this kid he's a redwood tree <laughs> i don't want to think about horses so he's, he's a redwood tree and uh you know clyde clydesdale whatever and so um i got things i got to do and so but i, I understand I get, what you're saying I, get that. Yeah. I i i wish that i knew how to uh kind of like disconnect um, from that in, in it's mainly like you said, you know, if someone dies from, uh, loses a, a family member to cancer or something like that, it's like, that's really unfortunate. That's really mm -hmm. sad. I can't imagine that you're really missing that person, but it's, it's always those, wow, I didn't see that coming. And all of a sudden life is different because yeah. of this, yeah. you know, car accident or like with your brother yeah. or, you know, this kind of crap happens all the time or something is, like choking in food. I mean, it's like, you know, wow, that, that yeah. just seems so unfair. And, yep. and again, with, with suicide, because it's like, it, it's such a, uh, it's like, man, if you, I wish that I knew you before you did that, I, I could really share some stuff with you. Not to say it would completely heal or fix that person. I don't know everything they're going through, but at the very least, let me try what I've learned. Mm -hmm. Let me at least try to you know share with you uh you know my own experiences with with that being in that kind of state of mind and then being so thankful that um i never carried through with you know anything like that but um what a somber episode dude dude you complained about mine <laughs> and we're gonna have to delete the freaking part about the horse <laughs> you're gonna have to edit that out and say people are like what is he laughing about right now and be like you'll never know <laughs> it's a terrible <laughs> it memory. was bad timing and, dude the timing was terrible you're like all serious yeah Look, it, it was it was a um yeah i don't share i don't share yeah my personal life very much on here and then you, you know. freaking drop the five-legged horse after look, I, I didn't know look i <sighs> I tried, but I didn't, and dude, I really did not mean to, to do that, but it is a very somber episode <laughs> and you're totally busting my chops on the, on the old tech one. And people are going to be like, yeah, he's, he, he comes in starting right out of the gate, throwing Jeremiah under the bus. And then he brings up the most somber episode in the world. And do we, we hardly said anything about serial killers. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we talked mainly <laughs> about documentaries and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I guess yeah. maybe because I thought you, I don't know, I, I was going to ask your opinion on um, just like the psychology behind, not necessarily serial killer, but like like the girls who are so into that, who are somehow attracted to a man who has been raping um, and dismembering and whatever else 
women and yeah. leaving them, you know, leaving people motherless or childless. And then this chick wants to bone the guy who did it. Yeah. What is up with that? I don't know. Well, and, you know, I would have you know, things you know to say. say? There was, uh, in this documentary, I think it was in the documentary with R Ramirez, they had touched on it. And they showed, like, the the the, the nudes and stuff that he had gotten. Yeah. Uh, some of them, like a large handful of them, and letters and stuff. And um, they were talking about, I think it was that, that, that documentary, talking about the psychology behind it with the women thinking that they're being, they can be taken care of. Yeah. They, like, that's what I was going to say that that person it's, it's, it's like the, it's, it's an overblown demented, uh, version of it, It's like a, it, it's an appropriate mechanism that we have that says if a man is a warrior and goes out and he's able to fight a lion or a bear yeah. and kill that bugger and bring it home skin. So you have blankets at home. It's this ancient thing inside of us and women that says that is a person who can protect me, who can provide. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's part of an appeal for the for the hero, for example, the one who will go and slay the dragon or go into war yeah. and come back and stuff. And to have that kind of a thing, Odyssey, dude, the Odysseus, like so it's ancient, um, but it's like it's like that mechanism going in the wrong direction. And so it, it it's it's a good thing to have that. It's a natural thing, whether good or bad. It's a natural thing, but then it goes extreme. And it would mm -hmm. also be, I mean, like a part of the appeal for, let's say, the hero that goes to war is that they're willing to put their life on the line. And and it's not just that they're willing to put their life on the line, but in doing so, they're willing to put themselves out way out there in a place that that most people can't even think of being there yeah and they they don't the idea is like whoa that again is just it's a deranged uh uh way of looking at that but it's the same idea dude you're you're the kind of guy you can get yourself to a place especially if you're functional if you're a functional person like take take the uh bundy you know um take um What's his name, man? Uh, John Wayne Gacy, big time. He was like man of the year in his community. Yeah, man of the year. So, you know, but but people, especially people who are attractive, right? Or have some kind of sex appeal. So mm -hmm. we mentioned earlier, we mentioned, um, what's his name? Doom buggy guy. Um, swastika on his head. <laughs> like, oh, Charles Manson. Yeah, Charles Manson. So we mentioned him that he had, he already had a harem, right? He was a harem master, mm -hmm. basically. Um, and so he had that kind of thing happening already. Um, but so not only did he have that, but he went where people normally don't go and with a kind of authority too. like that. You're, you're a, you're a power person. You're, you're the kind of person that can go in and you don't care. You want this and you'll get it. Even if it's somebody dying. Mm -hmm. And again, mechanism that's essential gone off the rails in the wrong direction yeah. and so that's that would be the gist of it and i'm sure that there'd be people listening they're like well it's more nuanced than that i grant that but that i think it at bare minimum i think it's why it's not as uncommon and it's also why you know we i won't even <laughs> i won't even say it there, there's other there's other very controversial psychological things involving men and women and things that very curiously attract women 
not all of them, many of them are traumatized by it. Just like many women are traumatized by the idea of a serial killer. But that doesn't mean that the ones that are there sending nudes. I mean, so th there's different kinds of people. Um, but there's, again, there's things that are, you know, about domination and other things that is just, it's in a bad way. That's all kind of off the rails, you know, again, strong, strong man, right. Able to take control of a situation to the extreme, you know, off the rails. And so I think that that's common in a lot of things. And I wouldn't be surprised if if that played a part. Like when you were describing it, I, I wasn't surprised by what you were saying, even though I, I and again, I'm not an authority on it, but that's would be my off off the cuff, <laughs> off the that, cuff take, dude. I think the people that are interested in this type of thing, I think it's it, it's two types of people. One is the person who is so blown away by somebody can do that, that, that they find it interesting. Like, mm -hmm. which is where I fall. And then I think there is the one who they're interested because they have a curiosity about it. But no, they would never follow through. And yeah. here's someone who has yeah. Yeah. followed through. And so it, it, it maybe hits a little close to home. Uh, I mean, there are some serial killers. Uh, I think Ramirez is one of them who he um, reveled in, in the idea that he was even in the same jail cell as... Uh, some a serial killer that he looked up to. So I would assume that once serial killers started to become a thing, had a title, yeah. you know, because yeah. in, yeah. until the seventies, I don't think that they had a, a title at all. Um, that, that they um, kind of look up to that. The same, the same weird uh, mentality that someone has when they go shoot up a building or something because simply because they want to see their name in the news which yeah. doesn't make yeah. any sense. You know, they want to make the headlines. Yeah. Not not everybody who does that that that's their their MO, but um but but some, you know. So, well, it's getting to the place now where you're seeing more and more where they they're not able to define motive. Like what was the motive for that? Yeah, you know, and, you know it's like uh, I believe that there are serial killers right now doing their thing. That yeah. haven't been caught, and 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 that some of the people that are disappearing—that's where they're disappearing to. But also, I think that um, there's a new kind of serial killer, just the ones who, like the ones who, the one, the guy who went to all the massage parlors and uh, went to several different massage parlors in town and killed uh, Asian women yesterday or whatever. Um, uh, just that kind of thing, or like the school shooter, or the you know, it's yeah, like instead of yeah. instead of this prolonged Las Vegas, and that's yeah, that's believing the official narrative. Las Vegas, Newtown, I think even the even the Florida one, man, the nightclub. I don't even know because it was all this it was all this weird speculation, kind of like what what was that about? There was a bunch of misinformation about it, and I don't know now. I you know, do they what what is the official position now? So I, I don't mm -hmm. want to say on that one. But but they've just said ah, well it's over the the case was just <laughs> yeah or people, done with people... with you know some of the bigger some of the biggest serial killer situations in modern times just say wow people running uh, over people in the street you know like parades or whatever running up on the sidewalk and so instead of like this I'm gonna sneak out at night or I'm gonna pick up a hitchhiker I'm gonna keep doing this for a couple of years till I get caught it's like I'm gonna go kill 15 people right now and then go to prison or yeah 
or cop by or suicide by cop or or whatever. So, yeah. Well, it, it was a grim episode, I, but I hope people. <laughs> yeah. I know that there yeah. are uh, podcasts dedicated to true crime, and my Isn't son it serial to, one of them. I don't know, but I know a lot yeah, of people I, listen to this yeah. type of stuff. So maybe some people will find it interesting, and then they can call me out on my uh, misfacts that I that I gave because I have I'm not great with retaining uh, details to to you know relay things that I've learned. I can't imagine there being too many people offended, though. They might be like, well, it was incorrect, but I don't know many people that are like, like up all night long. You're gonna, they're going to write like a, this, this, uh, they're going to, a diatribe. <laughs> they're, ugh, ugh. I'm real mad, Chad. You got this detail wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you even prefaced it, man. You said, look, I might, I might get a little bit of it wrong. And look, if you do want to write that diatribe, you can do that by emailing paleocheese at gmail.com and cheese. Is with a Z. All right. Well, until next time, I think next time maybe we'll do another movie or maybe we'll have a guest. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. It, it has. It's been a while. It's been a while. We haven't had any guests and uh, that would be a lot of fun. Did I really want to watch a movie too, man? Yeah. You know, I, you, you've been hinting at one movie. It's really absurd, you know, and it kind of goes against some of my Catholic sensibilities and stuff, but I also know that it doesn't. Like, it's I've harmless. watched it. Yeah, it's not You're talking real. about Velocipaster. Velocipaster. Yeah, I wasn't gonna reveal it, man. Oh. But he, so Chad wants Chad wants us to watch Velocipaster. He's brought yeah. it up ever since the days of Were Rooster. In fact, that was the alternative. That was gonna be. I think it was we one of the the funny ones. I thought it was gonna be Velocipaster. I thought, and then it ended up being Were Rooster instead. Mm-hmm. And so, and then we just, and then after that, I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch Velocipaster, you know, I, I don't know about that, but I mean, come on, give me a break, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. And we, I, I'm calling on Jason Brandt from Final Guys uh, right now because he needs to hurry up and watch Birdemic with his buddy where they do the uh, So Bad It's Good videos so that we can get him on the show. We're dying to see Birdemic too. Yes, dude, I'm waiting. I don't, I don't know if Jason listens to the show but if he does freaking hurry up jason i invited you back on the show yeah to watch birdemic 2 watch the first one yes well you have to otherwise it just won't make sense yeah i don't know that i haven't seen it yet i'm just saying (laughs) i really just wanted to watch the first one (laughs) yeah yeah you gotta see it dude it is forever you it's just it's the movie that you will never forget Right, it's kind of like the ending of what was it, sleepover camp? What is it called? Sleepaway uh, camp. Sleepaway camp. It's yeah. like the ending of that, right? Yes. That it's, but it's the whole movie. <laughs> so, and you don't, you don't wait for a big thing. You, you just watch it, and that's the end, man. It's, it's worse than Laser Blast. It's yeah. worse than any movie I've ever seen. I've never there, seen any. Yeah, there's a big thing in Sleepaway Camp. No, Sleepaway Camp's a good one. I I don't. Yeah. That's not the worst. No, I'm saying I'm saying Birdemic, dude. I was referring to the ending, but yeah. Oh, I don't, okay. Well, yeah. Maybe not big, but it's there. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> that was my Chad moment. I'm all like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm gonna have to do the Zoom phase, dude, on me. Oh, buddy. So, all right, man. 
All right, man. Until next time. Talking to you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Somber episode, dude. Yeah. And I got to go do something fun. Maybe watch SpongeBob or something. Yeah, man. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy, dude. Watch some Family Guy or something. Yeah. Do something, man. (laughs) All right. Tickle myself. Yep. See ya. (laughs) Yeah.